to me, magic is hope. It's joy. It's pure, pure passion. It's a feeling that we can create a better earth. It's the sparkle behind people's eyes. Magic is that secret ingredient to getting through those tougher days. And it's the thing that makes dreams actually seem possible. Welcome to an absolute passion project of mine, a collection of conversations telling the stories of people making magic real. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Making Magic Real. Oh, I can't wait to dive into this conversation journey today with Alicia. So we'll be exploring a topic I personally have been very passionate about this year and that has been the topic of voice. I, as you know, that's one of the reasons I started this podcast was just exploring the power and like removing blocks um, that I have personally around my own voice. So I'm so excited today to dive into Alicia's journey with it and how harnessing the power of her voice has allowed her to completely transform her life. She's had such a fascinating journey from being in the mines to over the last eight years creating this incredible life where she's now living off-grid, immersed in the world of sound, nature and connection. Among many things, Alicia offers Bowen therapy, biofield attunements and she holds gatherings and retreats which we chat about too as such a strong point of community connection and expression. I absolutely love nothing more than people following the little inklings and allowing them to just lead a life they didn't know was possible before. So yeah, with that, let's begin. (laughs) Welcome Alicia to episode eight of Making Magic Real. I'm so excited. (laughs) Mm, Thank you for having me. What an awesome name for your podcast. Yeah, I, yeah I'm really happy. It's really magical. <laughs> so today we're going to be chatting about how the power of voice and sound can really help you like step into your authentic power and really transform your life. And I really love that that is also the way our paths aligned. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget Emma Jade had like posted a video on Facebook of you singing and she was playing the end pen. Yeah. That, yeah. And in I the just forest just then. Yeah, in the forest. Mm-hmm. And I just cried when I saw it. Like it just made me oh, tear up. Beautiful. And I was like, who is this lady singing? <laughs> I remember commenting like, oh my goodness, this made me tear up. And then like she tagged Wild Song and I had gone on and like seeing you hold like retreats and workshops yeah. around harnessing your voice. I was just messaging you being like, I've just seen this video. It's incredible. <laughs> and then, yeah, our paths have been connected, which is so And they've lovely. intertwined many times since. So I feel like even just the short time I've known you, you have a lot of things going. What would be the roles that you have in your life at the moment? Well, the first one that I'm the most passionate about is the vocal work. And that's developed from holding group sessions on mindfulness and meditation and my love of singing and creativity and art mm. and, um, and expression. So the two kind of naturally merged at one point. A big part of that has been my own journey of feeling shut down creatively, terrified to sing being in a band and just paralysed on stage oh or goodness. forgetting my lyrics. Um, it's like so, the worst fear. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it really is. And it's, from what I've heard, more people are terrified of public speaking or, um, you know, being on stage presenting than they are of death. That's how terrifying it is to be seen and heard and judged by, you know, mm. peers and strangers and colleagues or whatever. So the vocal work is um, really the central point and the sound work so sound healing um, sessions which include mindfulness meditation and vocal play Mm. 
helping people explore how resonance and vibration of their body can be so balancing and healing. And then there's the community aspect of bringing people together for music and art and creativity and health and well-being on the Dreamweavers weekends. Yeah, that Which we I absolutely create. love. Yeah. They're so much fun <laughs> and so wholesome and, um, yeah, they just light me up every time. And I feel they just light everyone up like the community and the people that are attracted and come to the events are just they're here to connect and be open and like share experiences and I remember the last one so many people had like really transformational realizations and yeah yeah. the last one was really big yeah it really was yes so the vocal work includes um the one-to-one mentoring as well as online courses workshops and retreats and I feel like that's where more more and more of my focus is going um this year and next year Mm. and really bringing that community online and um sharing the education around sound as a a, a self-awareness and a healing tool it's so exciting like I feel like we just we need so much of that yeah, and science is kind of marrying with the this wave of people who are seeking more self awareness. Mm. So I came from the science field of trying to understand what was happening in my world and the changes that were occurring for me. I'd love to dive yeah. into that actually, though, yeah, like sure. your how your perceptions have changed with science and spirituality, but also how first maybe going back a bit and like how was your life before all this, and what was like what was the really big catalyst of change that mm. brought you to living this life which is now engulfed <laughs> in, in the all forest, these things off grid <laughs> yeah <laughs> with sound and joy yeah <laughs> well i um grew up in new zealand and i joined the army when i left school so i was an engineer officer for seven and a half years that's so crazy like <laughs> it's very different it's mm. been a real zigzag journey um i'll speak a little bit more about that in a moment but yeah. from there i actually yeah the last the last sort of couple of years I spiraled further and further into self-doubt, a lot of self-sabotage and really insecure in who I was. And my anxiety was just through the roof in the last year. Physical, um, physical, you know, symptoms every morning that I woke up in the last year. Oh my goodness. And I ended up going to explore um, art and design. I did a graphic design mm-hmm. diploma after that. So that brought me back into um, the creativity that I had really explored as a child. Yeah. <clears throat> I was really connected to nature as a kid. And then I went to the mines <laughs> and I was blasting in the Queensland mines for about five years. Oh, and wow. that was where I had my big wake up um, through a series of events that happened that forced me to, to look inwards for the love and the peace that I was really lacking, mm. that I that I couldn't get in my in my work environment. I had no control over what was happening in the bullying in my work environment, so I had to understand how to find peace within myself so I started teaching myself trying to teach myself how to meditate (laughs) learning about um yeah self-awareness and buddhism and all the different um Taoism and yeah just just exploring it's lucky too that at that point you even had that self-awareness to be like oh wait this I'm not gonna fight this from the outside like I'm gonna go within yeah I don't even know where where that came from I was gonna say like did something trigger like being like oh maybe I'll just go to that or was probably just that like innate wisdom was like calling you in I think when people reach a certain point of pain um, whether that's emotional pain or the loss of a loved one or health they're forced to look somewhere and when the soul asks hard enough Mm. for answers they come in so many different forms yeah I love that it is true yeah yeah and because we like guess it comes to that thing like we have all the answers in us all the time mm. it's just whether you're gonna 
take them or not. Yeah, yeah. And then I, um, and then I was, I was in a band actually before the mines, and that was when I realised how much I looked outside of myself for validation because I was terrified mm. of what people thought, and I didn't like how that made me feel. Yeah. What type of band? Um, it was uh, it was with two <laughs> Maori brothers. Um, and it was in the Gold Coast. We were called Late Lost and Rustic. We've got a few recordings online. <laughs> That's such a cool name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the first initials of each of our names, and then we just we just put kind of a little description beside it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was a lot of covers of um, Kiwi music, Roots, cool. um, some pop. Music. And you were singing. Yeah, I was the lead singer. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. That was really new. It took me six months to even like my voice. Mm, I feel like before that's I started getting confidence. Yeah, a massive thing, like self acceptance of your own voice. Yeah, it's and hearing it played back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's then a whole reali- different story. <laughs> Realizing like, oh, it's the only voice you have, so you just you have no other choice. You just gotta love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get familiar with it when you yeah. hear it through a microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's quite bizarre. So, out of coming out of the mines, then and going into like meditation and finding peacefulness, is that when you started to discover sound more as a healing tool? I, w- I actually did a Bowen therapy diploma when I was in the mines because I wanted to understand how I wanted to spend my life and, it, and I wanted to be in service. I wanted to help people. And what's Bowen therapy? Bowen therapy is a myofascial release technique um, and it helped me understand when I was doing one-to-one work with clients how much the body holds emotion and that was when I it took me down the rabbit hole of exploring the science of the body and the biology of belief and looking into people like Bruce Lipton, Joe Dispenza, Carolyn Meese, all of the people who are really leading the way in the um, merging of science and spirituality at the moment. It's incredible too how a lot of them too like were just so unlistened to for so many years as well yeah. and like pushed it to the side even while they were doing honing their craft work. yeah mm. um what was probably out of all those learnings like one of something you just found really fascinating as far as like body science linked to spirituality goes that maybe you found through a personal experience i think the understanding that memory is not in our brains it's actually in our body and I had my I guess my personal experience of that was um, doing my bone therapy diploma and realizing my tutor did the shoulder procedure on me and I'd mm. been calm grounded you know pretty pretty fine for, for, for that morning <laughs> and she did the shoulder moves on me and she did my left shoulder and I just felt like this damn wall inside me start to crack so a little backstory is I just found out my mum had been diagnosed with um oh it's just escaping me now Mm, i want to say leukemia no lymphatic leukemia i'm going to come back to that that's all right (laughs) i do know what it is mum um and and my brother had really severe depression oh my goodness and i wanted to help them Mm. and i was doing bone therapy i was starting to understand about the mind and the body i felt responsible for helping them Mm. Like I have this information and it's my job now to fix people. Yeah. So I was carrying this weight of responsibility and um, a lot of that sits around the shoulders, that responsibility, that feeling of the weight of the world on your shoulders. So she did my right shoulder and I just cracked and I started absolutely sobbing out of nowhere and I didn't understand what it was about and she just put me on a table out in the other room, gave me a pillow to hug and I just sobbed and sobbed and all of this understanding of what I'd been carrying just left me and I just felt so much lighter and um, I'd had a lot of shoulder problems as well in the years preceding that, not just around those events. but Yeah, so and I really loved 
learning about the meridian systems as well and understanding mm. this ancient understanding from both Chinese and Japanese medicine mm. around the meridian systems and how they're all linked with muscles and fascia and organs. So that mm. came through the bone therapy training as well. And it just all of these breadcrumbs started showing me how interconnected we are. Mm. And to answer, I guess, the second part of your question before, the second thing that blew my mind was that we're 99.9% space. So mm. our physical structure yeah. is more space than it is matter. 99.9% space. Because if you think about an atom yeah. with the electrons and protons moving around the nucleus, yeah. that's all the matter and that's 1% matter, wow. not even 1%. So this illusion of ourselves as a physical body because you can't put your hand through your hand. Mm. Yeah, I started to to understand why emotions and energy can be felt between people, can be felt in a room, can be felt differently when you're in nature to when you're in the city. Yeah. Yeah, and all of these links started to, yeah, really expand my understanding of how little we're told of our makeup and our structure and our physical mm. world and our metaphysical world. And then I wondered how much more I didn't know. Yeah. And every time I learn something, I realise how little I know. <laughs> like, this just gets different, deeper. Yeah. I think that's the most beautiful thing, though, is because there is so many layers as well. Like, it's limitless what you can learn about. And I love that spacing. Like, now my mind is just imagining <laughs> us as space creatures. But then I think about, like, oh, no, but wait, we're floating on a planet that's in space. A so rock in a galaxy within... Yeah, it's quite mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, and to think that we detach ourselves so far from the fact that we're floating in the universe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which I think oh. is the whole point of being human, is we're here to have a human experience. Yeah. And, you know, get immersed in the weeds and um, and then remember again who we really are, if that's your soul's choice when it yeah. comes here, if you even believe in soul and spirit. I definitely do. <laughs> yeah. I figured that from the name of your podcast. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. This is a discussion panel. <laughs> Whole new world yeah. within a world. Eight years ago that all opened up. Wow. So it's pretty fresh for me still. Mm. And I feel like I'm walking in two worlds of yeah, where I came from and mm. my understanding now and realising that it's all the same. Yeah, so then the sound started coming in when I was doing some toning for myself when I was in the mines. Mm. I, I was quite a traumatic, probably six months where I was in this crew that I decided to stay there and learn why it was I was in such a chaotic experience. And um, a friend's mum, Gloria, beautiful woman, um, in New Zealand, she did a toning session with me when I was a teenager. I didn't understand what was happening, but I felt things in my body that I couldn't I couldn't explain, like how. My whole nervous system just dropped into the earth. It was like my body mm. melted into the ground. And I didn't touch it again until I was in the mines. And, you know, all these emotions were rambling around inside me from the end of the day. And my mind was just chaos. Mm. And I would go for a walk down the forest track and just do toning and tone the lowest tones from the base of my body and yeah. then all the way up to the high tones. And by the end of it, I felt like I was high. And that's kind of the start of me using sound, one-on-one -on -one with clients, then with yeah. groups, and then teaching people how to use sound. It's expanded mm. a lot since that point. But Yeah, yeah, it's amazing too that you have been through the hardships as well and you've used it as a tool to heal that like when you're doing the one-on-one -on -one sessions with people, you've been through it yourself, like you're teaching something that you know the impact of. Mm. So when you do 
you do one-on-one sessions now and you do the biofield attunements. Yeah. I actually so, borrowed that term from Eileen McCusick. Oh. But it just <laughs> makes like sense it. to me. Yeah. The biofield of our body is it's an energy field. Yeah. I love that term. Yeah. So when you do them with people, what experience, like what are you offering to help them move through and how is that done? Mm, so there's two types of sessions that I'm doing and sometimes they yeah. merge a bit, but one is the attunement session and that's often when people are feeling really stuck or blocked or lost and they come to understand how to bring their mind and body into balance. So sometimes that involves doing um, some uncovering of beliefs yeah. that no longer serve them, um, family patterns, ancestral patterns that are holding them apart from what their true nature is before we get programmed as a child. Yeah. And then there's there's usually a sound involved. And sometimes I, I show them how to use sound to balance their body, mm. toning and exploring their body in different ways through awareness and sound and mindfulness. You can feel how different syllables, mouth shapes – tones and resonances move in different areas of your body when you start exploring it. Um, very much with bone therapy, I learned how to read energy and understand where people were feeling blocked and my and the client would, you know, be surprised that I would know to go to a certain area. And it's just reading energy and, and sensitizing again. Um, so the attunements also sometimes involve using crystal bowls and tuning forks and chimes, mm. different textures of sound that have a different effect across the body and actually bring it into a harmonic resonance, a harmonic frequency to its default setting before we accumulate resistances and judgments and attachments and all of those things create energetic blocks in the body. Even just like the noise, noise of the world. Absolutely. (laughs) I think I was listening to something the other day, um, something like 80% of our nervous system static is because of the noise in our environment. Wow. Well, you can even feel like I've even found when, like, we don't live right in the city, but we're still in suburbs kind of thing, and I go into the city each day. But I found I went on, just, like, took myself on, like, two or three days away a month ago to a really beautiful, like, eco-retreat spot, and there was, like, no reception out there whatsoever. And it's so fascinating, and I've found this multiple times now. That first day, I am out there with, like, no noise but nature. I'm so exhausted. Like, my body just, like, it's like, whoa. Like, I'm just like, drained. I'm like, I need to sleep. But then the bounce back from that is like, I feel really balanced. And like, next day, I feel really clear. Mm. And you start to realize, and when you come back, how much noise yeah. there is, whether it's like just, you know, envi- like environmental noise of, you know, your environment where you are, mm. if it's people noise or if it's technology noise. And you're just like, how out of whack it puts your energy body. Yeah. It brings me, um, brings to mind how used to certain emotions and ways of being we become because it's Mm. normal yeah like when you get used to the sound of your fridge buzzing and no it no longer disturbs you it's like getting used to this underlying static of of unrest or anxiety because you're used to it yeah and the absence of it is something unfamiliar and we always kind of move towards the more familiar and the other aspect of what you were just saying is nature has the earth has a resonance Mm. it's called the schumann resonance um and i just i've just loved learning about it and for me i guess the experiential side of that is when i go to nature i feel balanced and there are studies that show that when you are in your i think it's the alpha brainwave state alpha and delta states you're actually in tuned with the earth's biofield with the human resonance which is about 7.83 hertz yeah 
Where did the Schumann resonance come from? Or it's like a what? measurement that's taken by the amount of electricity <laughs> that moves between the sky and the earth. Essentially, mm. it's it's how much lightning is hitting the earth at any one time. Cool. So that it gives off a particular resonance or charge, I guess. I haven't researched it enough to kind of talk mm. too in depth yeah. on it. <laughs> Yeah, but I just, your knowledge. I just I'm like, tell me this. Find things. it fascinating that yeah. that our default setting is in harmony with the earth. It kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we are part of the earth yeah. as well. I wonder how that would change because I know at the moment there's like more is it photonic light than ever pouring onto the earth. So I wonder how that's like how our energies are shifting to adjust. Mm, I'd like to learn more yeah. about that. Fascinating. Yeah, it's like mind blowing. It is. There's just <laughs> yeah. There's just so much I. I'm fascinated with and very humbled by how little we actually know. Mm. There's also a science to people singing together. So when people gather and um, and sing, there's a harmonic resonance that happens that brings us into a heart frequency. And the heart's um, magnetic biofield is something like 60,000 times stronger than the brain's magnetic field. Wow. So, and harmonic resonance is this beautiful thing that happens when you pluck say the A string of a guitar and a guitar that's sitting beside it yeah. will start resonating, will start vibrating the A string because cool. of the harmonic resonance that draws it into um, movement or motion. That's so do you sit there and like practice that you're like hee <laughs> like, with your two guitars? You're I, like, have, oh. I have um experimented just to make sure it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but you can feel it, you know, when you sing in a group. Yeah. Even when you just sing yourself, like you're in a car trip and by the end of it you're just feeling so good and so yeah. high. It is. It's just music is this this thing that bypasses the mind and takes mm. us into higher states of happiness and joy and connectedness. Yeah. It releases oxytocin in the brain that is the love drug. So there's just so many, there's so many beautiful benefits of understanding and using sound and music and song. Singing, it's it's always something I've had, like I love doing and I love doing by myself and I've been to a few like kiatons with mum and they always made me cry each time. Like I just can't help it. I'll just cry a little bit just because it's, I guess the thing of like when you're moving through stuff in your body and it brings Mm. up emotions Mm. But it's definitely something I've always found, yeah, it just brings up so emotion and, like, brings up – there's definitely, like – I'm definitely those people that I'm like, oh, I can feel the power behind it and I know, but I'm like, there's that little block yeah. kind of there. What would you suggest for people – Do you mean when you're trying to sing? Yeah, I can sing by myself, but as yeah. soon as there's other people around, mm. I can't, like, connect – I can't sing how I want to sing. Yeah. And, yeah, I know the power of it because I remember once it was like I was like singing and singing and you know you just like you kind of sing in like that it's not really a language you're just kind of like singing it was like tongues or something like that or light language you're just like singing just freestyling we're basically freestyling (laughs) just like non-English I don't know gibberish Mm. and I remember singing and singing and singing and I was by myself and then like all of a sudden it was like something went like snap and I just like dropped in to this like another world in my mind and I could just feel this like massive ball of like light and love and then like the burden of joy because there was so much mm-hmm. and I just been like whoa and coming back out and be like oh but it's like it's almost a bit terrifying in a way of yeah how much power they can be there but yeah what would you suggest for people who maybe want to sing or have those blocks how can you get out of your head and really step into just like enjoying it? Because it is something that cultures used to just everyone sang. Yeah, like it wasn't. It it's wasn't part like of every tribal culture in the world. Yeah, it wasn't just for like oh musicians just sing. It was like everybody sang together, yeah. and that is so powerful mm. together. The first 
suggestion is to play on your own with all of the different notes that you can use um, from the high to the low and and just focus on how the vibration feels in your body. So when <clears throat> when we when our voice gets shut down because we're worried about what people think, our energy is actually not in our body. Our energy is like this little antenna that goes out to a person or a crowd. And I see it almost like octopus tentacles. Yeah, that's so I can see that imagery. <laughs> yeah. It's like your focus and your attention, your awareness, they all leave your body and you and it's like you leak your power to your environment and the more you can practice feeling your voice rather than singing feeling the vibration rather than listening the more and more familiar it will become to keep your awareness in the resonance that's happening in your body it's really fun to play with um, different syllables or vowels i should say r e i o u and so when you're doing all of your high and your low tones or sounds you can bring those different syllables into it and see how those feel in your body like an ah ah sounds different to and it feels different in your body and sounds different to it doesn't just sound different when you you when you make the sound yourself and the vibration Mm. you'll feel it's it's a different texture even like the after ring of it is like slightly different. Yeah. 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 So the first one is focus on the vibration in your body and notice the texture. And then you're more interested in what's it. happening in your body than you're interested in what yeah, somebody true. thinks. <laughs> it takes yeah. practice. Like it would have taken me a good six months of just constantly stepping into the fear. And little by little, it starts kind of breaking down. I've also since then discovered some really immediate ways of recalibrating the way we give our power away to people. So recognizing beliefs we hold in our body around not good enough. There's a whole range of beliefs that we accumulate, Mm. usually from very, very, very early childhood, between zero and seven years. Yeah around um, being seen and not heard or um, being too loud or being shy or keeping yourself having to keep yourself safe and so muting your expression yeah the list is the list is huge of why people um, stop expressing themselves so that's the other part of what I do is actually finding and recalibrating beliefs and we can do that through joy and through playful sound and we can do it through going in and really looking at the roots. Do you find there's a like a kind of main one that like stands out when you are working with people, like a main theme that we maybe hold as a collective more so? Like I know each one would be quite very different. I think the root of all of the reasons why we give our power away is a separation from from our true nature. That separation feels like a rejection of ourselves. Um, and it, it shows up as a, a unworthiness and lack of self-love, which is essentially where I started with the realisation eight years ago. With the whole journey. With the whole journey. <laughs> it started with realising that I actually didn't love myself that much, didn't even know you were supposed to love yourself. Mm. And now what do I do about it Yeah. <laughs> at 31 years of age? Like, is it too late to love myself? Yeah, yeah. Am I already programmed? (laughs) Yeah. Am I stuck (laughs) with no love? (laughs) Um, So those are some really deep underlying programs that run. And I could go and talk, you know, about the whole 
programming of you know society and and parental and ancestral program that happens you know from zero to seven years old and even in utero but that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) we can do a part two (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm so fascinated on all of that as i was saying before like just being diving into like the unschooling concept Mm. of just like that we take on and what wounds we take on from being in such systems like the way they are created at the moment yeah um, but yeah, we can maybe dive. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really kind of delving into. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if it's embryology, but it's certainly interesting womb uh, imprinting mm. from mother and grandmother, and um, yeah, not not for the reasons of blame or judgment, but just understanding where our our patterns come from. Yeah, yeah, and being aware of them, and then being like, we don't need to carry this. Yeah, anymore. the awareness is empowering. Yeah, I was just actually in the last episode, it'll be, no, it'll be in episode five and this one comes out, yeah, with Renee because she's just like been through a transition into motherhood. Yeah. Or as she likes to say, guardian of a light princess. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, but she was saying too, like, yeah, like doing the work and like releasing those things and you just, you go through a lot of like grief, like processing and like, but just being really aware you're not passing that on to... Mm. this little soul that you're like bringing into the world or as you know much as you can be aware of yeah so I'd also love to chat about how community and connecting people well one it's just an incredible thing to do and two we need more and more of that if Mm. possible because I feel like we are at such a point in the world where there's so much division and there's so much so many things like trying to turn people against each other and it's just the last thing we need (laughs) so I really love with what you're doing to you really create a like safe space a encouraging space for people to just like be themselves and be wild and you really encourage like all creative expressions through Dreamweavers Rising and also your Wild Song retreats and workshops, which I'm excited to go to my first one of them yeah. like next week. Um, but yeah, would you like to chat about why why you find it important to create these community spaces and just your purpose behind them? Sure. Yeah, and your vision maybe for them in the future. Yeah, well, I'll start with the vision. They, I wanted to create them um, as a space where people could come and explore their radical self-expression. I guess the last eight years of unlayering um, who I thought I was and kind of re- rediscovering that is the catalyst for creating spaces where other people can do the same. I am so passionate about the ways that we used to live in community and village and the way that many cultures still do in, you know, in a lot of places around the world um some of the south american cultures the italian cultures the the maori culture there are so many places where family and village life is really important and it feels good being mm. you know um involved with such a support network of wisdom and inspiration so yeah i just felt really inspired to cultivate that I was really inspired by my five years of just going to heaps of different spiritual and music festivals and how much growth and healing and just joy I discovered in those places. Mm. And in all of those reflections with people and meetings and experiences, I got to see myself in a whole new light. I wanted to create a space where I got to enjoy music and um, and I got to, yeah, grow my my own expression. Mm. And uh, you're right, the way that the world is at the moment, um, 
I feel like we could either feed the fear or we could make a choice to create something different mm. than what we've all experienced in the past. I, yeah, I believe that too. Yeah. And I feel like, well, I know everyone I talk to is just like, we know what doesn't work mm. and there needs to be new things in place and new ways to express and new ways to connect. And, or even like, I say new, but I guess it's almost coming back to maybe older, yeah, traditional ways in this it's new coming lens. back to what's wholesome yeah where the kids learn from the grand you know the elders yep. not necessarily their own because i think we're but we may be a little bit separated from that and for, for many families like that cute tv show was it on abc did you watch that where they pair the yeah the kids with the grandparents it's so beautiful <laughs> so cute yeah. and they make them like they play games give, together and challenge and you can just see the life that they get from each other yeah i just feel like there's so many of those foundational things missing in our culture yeah i think so too yeah i even find like that's one of the reasons i love markets is because you can talk to anyone like mm. any age and I've met people before and I'll just, you know, I don't see them as like, oh, you're an old, I don't label people as like, you're an old man or like, you're an old woman. I just see like person with shiny yeah. eyes. I'm like, oh, friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I have had before like, oh, I didn't expect you to like talk to me or connect because I'm really old. And I'm like, why would that? I can't believe that that is a thing this mm. person carries around because it's happened in the past and happens in the present. And it's our culture. And it's our culture. Now. Yeah. yeah. It didn't used to be. No. And there's, yeah, they have so much, they have so many stories and so they much are wisdom yeah. to impart. And I yeah. feel like every person that I get to meet in those places, mm. I have the opportunity of learning something from. Yeah receiving a gift from well especially at the gatherings you hold as well uh it's really a nice mix of ages yeah which is really beautiful yeah we've got kids running around yeah. in gangs in the forest making <laughs> huts and and then you know we've got who i like to think are our elders our honorary grandmothers and grandfathers who yeah are just so so happy to be have found a community where they feel like they're um they're valued mm. and they belong. Mm. You know, actually, I think what underpins all of this is the sense of belonging. Yeah. And that's probably a huge part of my journey as well is, mm. you know, growing up in New Zealand and coming to Australia and just being so connected to the energy of the elements, the earth, and feeling like I have this beautiful dialogue with the earth, but not being allowed to belong because I'm not of the skin colour of the First Nations. And the understanding that that's, that's old cultural conditioning. Yeah. I, I, I really understand that my reverence for nature and for all things living or all things that exist in my world is my, is my religion, is my spirituality. Mm. So... Um, that sense of belonging is something that I really felt to cultivate here for Dreamweavers. It's such a rich time on our planet that we get to reconnect and we get to see through the eyes of so many different cultures mm. and we get to choose what's right for us individually and what, you know, what resonates for us. Exciting time. It is. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I just feel like the people in, in my world are... They just keep reaching for the next, you know, the next layer of awesome. Yeah. The next, the next part of their own growth and connection. And it's really, 
we were we were speaking about this earlier. I yeah. just even <laughs> even being here with you doing this podcast and seeing people like you, the generations that are coming through, that are taking action towards more connection and you know the in, inspiring inspiring people to be more aware of themselves in our world and our and our connection where we're going as a humanity. Yeah. That gives me hope. Yep. Same. Yeah, and it's incredible to see so many people like building towards something really new and yeah, really, really magical. Mm. Mm. I can't wait. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, the world's so crazy, why am I here? But then I'm like, oh no, it's so amazing. I'm, yeah. I'm so glad I chose. It's, it's all the things, isn't it? And yeah. it's meant to be all the things. It's not just meant to be joy. And there was a time when I actually realised I had to choose happy, I had to choose grateful mm. because it wasn't my default setting for a while yeah sometimes life can be pretty heavy and you know yeah. you go through really dark times and you still and you still get to choose yeah even when you have nothing left you still get to choose so before we dive into the future and your goals what is yeah your most passionate thing at the moment like the thing that you're really focused on and mm. enlivened by <laughs> Aside from the vocal work, yeah. music is mm. just bringing so much joy at the moment. Um, I'm finding myself <laughs> starting to jam again with a, a band mm. that my partner Adrian has initiated. Oh, I've seen them on Facebook. It's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah, we've only had <laughs> we've only had what two jam sessions. Yeah. So far, and um, that's and feeling incredible. really exciting. Yeah, at playing as well. He is, yeah, yeah. He's a very talented musician. That worked out well. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Um, yeah, so that's happening. And yeah. then we're playing a, a concert in Sydney oh. next month on the 17th. Oh, that's so exciting. And that's um, a collection of all of the songs that, you know, we've written over the last two years and collaborations with some amazing musicians mm. to bring some of those soundscapes that I've been exploring for the last sort of four or five years. Yeah, I'm really That's excited really about exciting. that. And yeah. I just, I have so much material that I haven't done anything with yet. Mm. Spoken word and, um, and songs that I actually want to get produced professionally. I was so going to say, yeah, would you produce them or are you going to get a no, studio? No, I'm, no, I'm going to do a... Um, I'm going to do a crowdfunding and, yeah, just start to get some collateral, if that's yeah, the right word, yeah. <laughs> some funds together to actually, yeah, take it to the next level. How does that process work? Like, do you hire a studio and get it produced? Is that how it works? I'll or find you... a producer. Okay. Yeah. And then they, like, they... That will no doubt have a studio and yeah. I just need to find the right producer to... Um, <laughs> Putting out feelers. Bring it all together, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the style of music and, and understand... And understand Go where <laughs> there's a view on the right here. Yeah, <laughs> hello. Yeah, um, understand my yeah what I want to bring through with my music. Mm. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, so yeah. am I. Your voice is incredible. So that's those are the exciting, the, the extra mm. exciting things at yeah. the moment. <laughs> Out of all the things. Yeah, there's a few fingers and pies. I'm trying to streamline at the moment. I um I'm one Which of these people do, that <laughs> that has so many interests that I've it's it's actually quite a big deal for me to focus all of my energy. Yeah. Like a yeah, focus on like a main couple of things and then have these other little projects. I'm really struggling with that at the moment too because it's just yeah. like it's just like the world just keeps opening up all these new really exciting sectors and I'm like I want to do all of them yeah. but it's like no to become like kind of you know master a couple of things have to focus a little bit that's right over, over time yeah. it's like there's plenty of years yeah and what I realize 
I've I've had this battle with myself yeah. around not mastering mm. something because I have so many different interests, is that they're all merging together. Like all of these streams are starting to converge into a river and they're coming together in such a beautiful package yeah. that that I feel like now I have the ability to put more focus into one or two of those areas because there's quite a solid foundation of, of my work. Mm. I find that comforting to hear because now that means... I can do all of them. Oh, I really, <laughs> I was really all, hard on myself about this for in. quite a few years. Yeah. Was it like a time pressure thing initially that you're like, I'm going to do all of it or just a pure passion Both. thing? It was a time pressure. Like oh, I should be in this place in my life and having these things and doing these things because that's what society says is successful. Yeah. And then when I let all of that shit go, <laughs> I got to just enjoy what was in front of me and where the next journey took me. Yeah. And that just it just comes together. All in one big happy <laughs> wrapped present. <laughs> but yeah, journeying journeying forwards into yeah. the future. <laughs> little time travel. <laughs> when it, for for the point being now, because as I always say, dreams change, visions change, yeah. as life changes, you know, you might Constantly. want Yeah, you might see one thing one day and the next be like, you know what? It's going another way. What is your current biggest wildest vision you can go crazy by the way yeah (laughs) there is there is a dream and a vision that I have at the moment actually there's two oh yeah the first one is to take the sonic dream weaving sessions that I run um collaboratively for Mm. groups and and actually take that to a theater performance and with full costuming um, I got painted up as Avatar last year That's by my friend who's an incredible um, body artist. Yeah. And my vision is telling a story. Yeah. I'm a storyteller as well as um, as well as a musician. I want to inspire people through the arts. Bring that sonic dream weaving to the Sydney Opera House, cool. to big stages globally. Oh, for people who don't know, maybe what is sonic dream weaving? So sonic dream weaving is sound and story. Yeah. essentially so it's a lot of my vocals um it's different instruments singing bowl different percussion sometimes drums sometimes um didgeridoo depending who i'm collaborating with it takes people on a journey into different parts of themselves that we don't access through the, the analytical mind that's only so cool as a theater performance it's i can just <laughs> i can see all the parts of it yeah. i can see all the other people that are involved the dancers the fire the smoke the yeah the backdrop like yeah. yeah it feels it feels pretty juicy i think i've got the people around me to pull this together it's just mm. gonna start it's gonna start in a small space yeah like everything yeah 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 i think you definitely have the a really beautiful network around you yeah. and like, i feel like everyone's really of artists. keen yeah. yeah artists and musicians and yeah. creators or mm. people just who are really expressive mm. so that's um that's the first dream that i haven't really tapped into too much yet the foundations it's formulating are there. in the background it is yeah <laughs> And number two, the second is to create the destination retreats for the raw wild song retreats, Mm. create experiences in lots of different locations where people actually get to experience the spirituality of the land, different venues around the world where we can bring women together. Yeah, really discover the power of our voice of our our feminine wisdom our sacred sexuality because all of those things affect how we express ourselves so yeah that's that's dream number two i'm so excited to go the first my first one of them (laughs) i'm really excited about i can't wait 
about bringing the women here next weekend. Yeah. Nice that we're doing yeah. this chat today yeah. and you're going to be here next weekend and, and maybe we'll chat in five years' time and I who reckon. knows what's going to be happening then. I literally, I want to do, like, everyone who I talk to, it's like they have pretty epic journeys already but they're definitely just, just on that brink of, like, blossoming into like, a new <laughs> transition phase where you're just like, so I'm like, oh, I just want to bring everyone back in maybe two years' time because everyone's just going to be like, do, 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 like, doing the things they envisioned or more how beautiful so inspiring that you you know you get to showcase people's dreams (laughs) and visions and just spread inspiration through the world yeah and you never know like someone hearing your dream might be like it just resonates they're like oh actually whoa i've never thought i actually wanted to do something like that too and it yeah yeah Super exciting. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is, and, you know, you just have to start at the start. Exactly. Start with the first step. Yeah. Oh, what did I hear the other day? It was on a podcast, and it was kind of a businessy podcast, but this lady was saying, if you look back on, like, the first, on what you created at first from your business, and it was, like, or oh, whatever you're going to, and it was perfect, she's like, you started too late. <laughs> she's like... That's, that really rings true. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you need to just... Get in there. I forget her yep. name was. I really wish I remembered that. But she's like, you need to just get in there, get started. Get it wrong. Yep. Fix it along Fuck the way. Fuck it up. Yep. <laughs> Try again. Refine it. Yep. It's exactly what's been happening for the last 10 years. Yep. <laughs> just keep <laughs> going and going. So if people would like to book in like a one-on-one mentor, mentor, Oh, I always, it's always one word at the end. And I just, it's always Mentaling. a bit, and like, mentally, and I just can't say it. My mind's just like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I just make it like a podcast after like two years' time, just this just still each recording. word Boop, that I stuff up at the end of each podcast. Okay. If people <laughs> would like to book you for a session to help harness their voice, or they'd like to come to these workshops and retreats and like just like, basically just like keep tabs on you how can they do that on the online world so they can find me on my website which is xantaya.com x-a-n-t-a-y-a all my information is in there and information about all the offerings we're also dreamweavers rising on facebook and instagram and my wild song is just under wild song quests on facebook and instagram yeah that's where they can find me follow all your things yeah and um yeah maybe at some point come and experience the beauty of this land that we get to hold these events on i feel so blessed to be here in this in this forest where adrian and i have found ourselves for the last few years beautifully handcrafted mud brick home oh it's stunning should have done like a full the um, character is just audio description before you start to be like well, today we're sitting in <laughs> yeah but it's yeah it's so magical it's kind of just like your forest house cabin dreams yeah and there's like beautiful i've had this on my vision board for years oh i love too there's like a is that a special tree or log i don't know where he got it from i don't know if it's from this land or not Mm, but it's it's like beautiful and wavy and has like it looks like eye yeah eyes all the way through it just like above the kitchen Mm. well thank you so 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 much today for sharing your journey and just like your wisdom and your love of doing what you do it means a lot i'm so grateful Mm, thank you so much Mm. thanks for uh yeah even wanting to interview me oh of course (laughs) yeah thanks for everything that you do oh thank you thank Mm. you circle (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you tree network of family and friends yeah (laughs) thank you well (laughs) okay ending bye Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to episode eight of Making Magic Real. 
Oh, it's such a pleasure to be able to do this and I feel so grateful that you're here today listening to all these journeys and I'm I'm really a deep heartfelt thank you to anyone who's just sent me a personal message saying what they've gotten out of the episodes or that they've really connected to them. That honestly just keeps me going. I Yeah, it makes me feel so, so grateful. Thank you for being here and I hope you're having a lovely day and sending you all the love and all the hugs and I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>